0: This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with several folks from WCPA, the Westcliff Center for the Performing Arts. We've got Elliot Jackson, the administrator at the theater, as well as the director of Dearly Departed, the first play for WCPA, and Chris Ralph, the executive director of WCPA. Today we'll be previewing the theater season with a focus on the first production, Dearly Departed. Ladies, welcome to the program. Thanks
1: so much for Thank having you. us.
0: Now, Chris, it looks like quite a varied season. Uh, what are the highlights in your mind?
1: Well, this first show is going to be hysterical. Dearly Departed is a very funny show. And then we move into Shakespeare and the Sangres, where we have two, we have Hamlet, which is an incredibly wonderful show and very famous Shakespearean show, and then followed by, with uh, The Importance of Being Earnest, which is a lot of fun. So we're kind of tempering both, and that's going to be out in the park, and we're doing that actually for a month.
0: You often have another playwright other than Shakespeare. Moliere gets into the mix occasionally.
1: Right. And sometimes we'd like to mix it up that way and consider a classic play. So we thought this would be fun this summer. And certainly
0: the importance of being earnest is a classic.
1: Right. And we like, if we're doing a Shakespearean tragedy, it's fun to do a classic comedy for, just to to balance it out, I think, for the audience.
0: And I should mention, I'm going to try to get Chris Tabb and uh, Dan Heaster and a few of the players in before Shakespeare and the Sangre so that we can talk about those plays.
1: Yes. No, that'll be great.
0: I'm anxious to ask Chris how one memorizes 4,000 lines, which is what I understand the uh, title character has in Hamlet.
2: Well, I can, I can cheat a little and tell you <laughs> because he's been working on the set for Dearly Departed and I, I, I would hear him in there. And I think, well, who's he yelling at? And I walk in and it's like, oh, he's rehearsing his lines.
0: I can see that. So what are the things that are coming up later in the season after Shakespeare?
1: After Shakespeare, well, we have our creativity camp for local youth from 7 to 12 years old. And then we go into our youth theater musical, which will be directed by Holly and Michael again this year. We're really excited about that. And that's Connecticut Yankee the musical, which will be a lot of fun in August. And then we have Mountain Men Songs and Stories for a couple of days. We have a couple of artists coming in to do uh, that, as well as our very popular 10-minute play competition in September. So we have a very busy season, as usual.
0: Now, the 10-minute play competition has really grown over the years. What number of submissions are you getting these days?
2: We've had at least two to three coming in per day for the last three weeks. So we're going to have... Uh, Annie Dowd is working on the publicity of, for the 10-Minute Play competition this year, and she has... Um, you know, she's a respected writer, and mm-hmm. one of the things that she did was she sent out flyers to all the major uh, drama departments in universities around the country. She sent out about 75 flyers, and I think it's been having an effect because... We are just—we are getting entries in from all over the country.
0: That's actually a great idea. Go out to the departments. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of budding playwrights out there. Uh, there appear to be. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the upcoming play, uh, "Dearly Departed." Runs two weekends, Friday through Sunday. That's May 10th through 12th and May 17th through 19th. 7:30 on Friday, Saturday, and then two o'clock in the afternoon on Sundays. Now the plot as I understand it mirrors uh, Faulkner's As I Lay Dying ah! <laughs> where 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 the family of a southern matriarch struggles to honor her last wish to be buried in her old hometown but uh, your play sounds a lot more fun than uh, Faulkner
2: <laughs> I had never thought to to draw a parallel to Faulkner now I'm going to have to I'm actually going to have to sit and and read As I Lay Dying <laughs> Well, if you think about this play as funny faulkner it it, it, it really is it 's it's set in the South, and it, it features a, a dysfunctional family, the, the Turpin clan, but as I kept telling the, the actors, it's like, you know, this play could just as easily be happening in Westcliff today. It's set in somewhere unspecified in the South, in and it was written in the early 1990s, so we haven't updated it. I thought about, well, we could do cell phones, and we could update all the pop culture references, but we decided we'd go ahead and keep it in the the original time period yeah. so that the, the turpins they put the fun in dysfunctional their um they're barely hanging on in terms of, of being able to keep it together and so when the patriarch in this case uh, Bud Turpin drops dead of a stroke uh, in the first scene they kind of all have to come to terms with not only how they felt about him but how they feel about each other and you know whether or not they're going to be able to all pull together and pull off this funeral is kind of the thrust of the play. Uh,
0: so who are of uh- couple of the main characters in the play.
2: Bev Allen is playing Raynell, who is the widow of Bud. She, yeah, Raynell has an interesting character arc. I think, as we discovered as we were as we were working on the play, I think she's somebody that is very proper. There's this whole thing about the Southern white woman culture that is it's very contained in a way, and it's very indirect. and And what I think Raynell comes to discover is that now that her husband's gone, she feels a lot freer to express who she really is. And who she really is uh, ends up being a little shocking (laughs) to her family and friends. And then her oldest son, Ray Budd, who's played by Adam Sapp, Ray Budd is an interesting character because he's you know you can see him starting to try and step into his his father 's shoes and he 's not quite sure how they really fit and you know he's and he 's got a thing about funerals we 're not really sure what it is but but the whole thing about even having to plan the funeral is majorly freaking him out and <laughs> He's, you know, so watching him try to cope and rise to the occasion, which he does, like at at the very end, he's, he's, he's actually rather a a magnificent figure in the, in the last scene of the play. He really kind of comes into his own. And so it's, it's, it's very funny. It's funny, but there's actually some kind of poignant stuff to it. Like I actually had one actress who read it say she couldn't be in it because it reminded her too much of her own family. And I was sort of like, oh, well, you know what? If you made them New Englanders and Episcopalian, this would be my family too.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of universal uh, that goes into humor, I know. Now, Chris, there's thousands of plays out there. Why Dearly Departed?
1: Well, it's, it's a hard one because sometimes in the spring we like to try to bring something to the stage that isn't doesn't have too big of a cast, but that is a hard one to find, and we've done some classic comedies, and this one just... We read a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. We always do, and we sort of line them up and think, how could we do this? And then we think of the people, but this show was just so funny. We couldn't quite put it down.
2: <laughs> well, I uh, when Chris asked me if I would direct, I, I made it contingent on finding a script that I really liked, and so... This was the one that made me laugh out loud while I was reading it. And I thought that was a good song.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> As we record this, we're a week away from opening night. What kind of rehearsals are you having at this stage? What will happen in the next week?
2: Well, I, we just had an intensive... So this this last week was starting to run through the entire play, which another challenge about doing theater in this community, particularly, particularly the spring play, is you'll cast people, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, someone's out of town for 10 days. <laughs> so you have to kind of work around that and find scenes with actors that can work together. So... Piecing together the play has been a bit of a challenge, but from here on in, uh, we're going to have the technical rehearsals on Saturday and Sunday, and that's just going to be I and the stage manager and Chris Tab who is in addition to being Hamlet is also my set designer and light designer so he's been doing all so he and I and Scotty will all be getting together and we're just going to be running through cues. and so then once we've got all of that set the actors come back and then it's just going to be run throughs so Monday, Monday Tuesday is a run through and then Wednesday is costume parade to make sure that everybody's costumes and Makeup look good under the lights, and then dress rehearsal on Thursday, and then we open. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are the biggest challenges as far as directing goes?
2: for me the biggest challenge is sometimes you know everybody has a slightly different learning style so it's as we're trying to you know I realize it's like well I have my idea about what the character should look like and sound like so I try and convey that idea to the actors and of course they're starting to come into their own ideas about what the characters are like and so sometimes it's, it's interesting because they'll try one thing and I'll be like eh quite what I'm seeing what I'm hearing let's try this and then and and so one of the things is, is just finding finding the images and finding finding what works to get across to every single person but I have to say, this has been an exceptionally easy cast to work with. I was really kind of blown away when we did our auditions, and I found all these really talented people, some of whom are brand new, some of whom I've never worked with before, who came out of Lissa Miller's acting class that she did in the fall. So that was really fun, because then we had a pool of people who wanted to come back and audition, and I think the really brilliant thing that Chris Chris, and Chris orchestrated was casting for the entire season in January. So we cast people. They knew, even though it might be months before they started working, but they knew which plays they were going to be in and who they were going to be playing.
0: I'm sure time helps. I know talking with Frosty Frostman one time, he said, it just takes me a long time. And if if I have the time, I can make it work. So Chris... As executive director, what are your biggest challenges?
1: Well, mostly it's just really managing a nonprofit, keeping the theater going in a small town, and making sure that we can um, meet all our obligations financially. It's always a little nerve wracking at the beginning of the season because we're putting out a lot of money, and we're so grateful for our season ticket holders who come in and buy a season ticket only now it's $115 but it's for six shows you know it's amazing that we can provide such great theater so reasonably in this town. And so I think it's just like most small theaters in small towns. It's really unique to have it here is to keep it going financially. We just had a big leak in our roof and it's, (laughs) it's always exciting. It's it's you're sort of out there shoveling or taping and it's, but it's, it's, it's wonderful and it's, it's, it's definitely worthwhile. So just organizing everything and organizing it as early as possible. And, Um, those kinds of things.
0: Just keeping it all together. So are season tickets still available? And... Can they be purchased at the box office during the run of this first play?
1: Yes, they certainly can. You can get your season ticket when you come to the first play. You can get them online at our website, which is www. Um, wcpa. Jones Theater. Jones Theater. dot com. Thank you, Elliot. <laughs> and so, there's definitely can buy season tickets during the first show during even during Shakespeare. We're happy to sell you a season ticket anytime or and if people are interested in being sponsors or executive producers of our shows we love to have that that really helps us mm-hmm. to provide for our directors and um and bring you all the wonderful theater that you expect from us um for the season so
0: excellent and under full disclosure uh, i already have my season tickets so uh, i'm looking forward to all of this dearly departed runs two weekends May 10th through 12th, and May 17th through 19th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's 7.30 on Friday and Saturday, and 2 o'clock on Sunday. Chris, can we... uh Maybe line out, uh, getting some of the Shakespeare folk uh, in in a few weeks before the Shakespeare and the Sangres happens.
1: Absolutely, they're already starting. In fact, tonight they're starting their Hamlet rehearsals, <laughs> and so yes, we'd be love to come in. And I just also, a little thing, we do have a golf tournament coming up on June twenty first, and we would love to have people play. It's super fun, and all the proceeds go to the theater. So. Just be on the lookout for that, too. Great.
0: Chris and Elliot, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We've been visiting with Elliot Jackson, administrator at WCPA, and Chris Ralph, executive director of Westcliff Center for the Performing Arts, uh, talking about the season and the first production, Dearly Departed. My name's Gary. We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground